my I've got a wireless extender here in my basement and just booted me for whatever reason. Well, you know, it happens. <laughs> it happens. You know, what so, we call the internet, we call we call the old internet out here in the in the sticks the corn internet. You call, you call runs it on corn runs internet. on corn fuel. Interesting. Yeah. No, it's actually I've got fiber internet out here. Uh, for whatever reason, for the last couple of months, it's been shit. Yeah. So it'll knock me off in the middle of game broadcasts. It'll, you know, it's been garbage. I've rebooted their router. Well, not router, their modem multiple times. I've got my, I've got like, you know, Nighthawk routers and extenders in here. So, you know, I got like top of the line shit. Um, yeah. It's their garbage modem. So. I gotta give him a call. Yeah, no, I, I have uh used to be Cincinnati Bell. Okay. Um, it's now called Alta Fiber. So um I've got one gig internet here. Okay. So um so it's supposed to be top of the line, dedicated line. And it's not like cable where you're you know, you've got like a line that goes through the middle of the street and everybody leeches off that line that goes that you know lives on that road. Um fiber is just a direct line to your house. So there's nobody leeching off that line. So it should be just a direct one gig connection. And it's just been shit the last two months or so. Um, so where were we? We were talking about uh, the WCW stuff. Before we do, before we do that, I've just pulled up a, um, obviously I'm jumping to the conclusion that uh, Punk has been stripped of the title because I'm looking at a graphic on, uh, on Twitter. Let me, let me share the screen to uh, show you this because I know how to do that. <laughs> um, Ooh, special. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, hold on. So, yeah. So, can you see what I see? You see Twitter? No. Have you hit the share screen? Oh, I thought a, I did. Like, well, at least in, I don't know if you're, are, are you doing your Oh, 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 no, 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 no. I've got it. I've got it. There we go. There we go. Okay. <laughs> so, you see that where it's got the brackets? Yeah. So, hold on, wasn't Hangman Page one of the people in the fight? Probably. Well, no, I don't know if he was in the fight. I know that Punk called him out specifically because there was a, I mean, if you remember back, there was an incident where um, Page went on TV and he, basically, they had gone over a promo in the back. It was agreed upon that, you know, he was supposed to give that would make sense to the storyline that would make sense to what's going on. Um, Hangman had this idea of, you know, uh, of a promo he wanted to give and, you know, but they eventually came to an agreement. Well, Hangman just decided he was going to go out and shoot on punk on live TV. Okay. Um, and it, none of it made any fucking sense. Like if you go back and you actually watch that promo, it's like, you're thinking the guy's getting lost on something like what, what is he trying to fucking do here? Like, what is yeah. like, what is he trying to say? Like it, he sounded like he was halfway turning heel. Uh, it didn't make any fucking sense. Um, but why would you go on live TV and shoot against somebody like CM Punk knowing that he could pretty much fucking destroy you at any moment? Um, but yeah, he was one that punk called out during this media scrum uh, basically saying that um, he's an empty-headed fucking idiot and, you know, all kinds of shit um, because of that. Basically went into business for himself. Yeah. Um, 
to try and prove a point that, you know, that why I, I don't understand, like somebody that could own you verbally like that. Why would you even fucking try that on live TV? Like somebody that could just verbally eviscerate you. Why would you do that? Well, doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. Anyway, um, that's just part of the story. Um, basically, when that happened, um, you know, Punk just kind of ignored it, swept it under the rug, you know, that sort of thing. Then, I'm I'm kind of going over the timeline here of everything. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, that that yeah, was kind of the beginning of the shit. Uh, but before that. It had been put out in the dirt sheets that Colt Cabana, you know, he wasn't getting renewed uh, because of CM Punk. CM Punk didn't want him there. Um, well, they jumped and, to the conclusion that it was because of Punk. Yeah, they jumped to the conclusion that it was Punk, um, which uh, well, you've got you've got three guys that are dirt sheet darlings, which are <laughs> the Young Bucks. Yeah. It, the Young Bucks and uh, Kenny Omega. They've yeah. got every single one of these so-called fucking, look, I'm putting them in, in parentheses, journalists. They've got <laughs> them on speed dial, basically all of them, especially Dave Meltzer. Yeah. Um, you know, Dave Meltzer has never seen a Kenny Omega match that he didn't want to give 15 fucking stars to. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, apparently he is the next best thing outside of fucking, you know, Gotch and Hackenschmidt. So, um, anyway, uh, they got their numbers all on speed dial. Yeah. It's not a leap to say that they're the ones that are fucking giving the information to them. Oh, exactly. It's not a, it's not a fucking leap. Regardless of that, they're also executive vice presidents. Yeah. Um, which means they should be held in high regard to the, the locker room, which, you know, you're, you're, you're in charge of talent. Um, I mean, there's other people that have been put in charge of talent, but ultimately you are the locker room leaders. Yeah. Okay. Your talent on top of being executive vice president, you should be held in very, very fucking high regard. So exactly. if you've got people that are in your locker room and they are just leaking information to fucking dirt sheets, you don't know really who it is. It could be, yeah. it could be any, anybody, but let's say it's just, for shits and giggles, it's random people in the fucking locker room. Could be fucking people from the Dark Order. It could be fucking, you know, Orange Cassidy. It could be, you know, anybody. Okay? Yeah. If those people are leaking the shit, who should that reflect reflect badly on? Because you're not controlling it well. You are supposed to be executives. You're supposed to have a good control over your, your talent, over your, your employees. Yeah, um, it's going to eventually come back and bite them in the ass. Regardless, well, it's going gonna, it's gonna to bite Tony Khan in the ass. Oh yeah, well he's the one that appointed these guys. Anyone, I mean, you know what like, I mean. You put them in that spot. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So exactly. It's eventually going to come back and bite them in the ass. Um, yeah. But regardless, that it's not a it's not a huge leap either way to say that the Bucks and Kenny Omega being these big dirt sheet darlings released, yeah. you know, went and said this shit. Um, you know, they, they've, they've talked sh- plenty of other shit to, you know, these guys, they've released information. It's it, anything that happens in the back of AEW is not a fucking secret. It, they don't, exactly. they can't hold it. It's, 
it's constantly in the fucking dirt sheets. Yeah. So, um, you know, and I know that that's not the, the people in, you know, wrestling journalism and whatever, they don't like to hear that the dirt sheets. It's like a, it's like an evil word. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like, like saying the N word basically to wrestling journalists. So, you know, um, I think the biggest thing to take from this is, 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 is Punk's the one that's in the locker room. Yeah. You know, he, he's the one that is going to know who is saying this shit and who isn't. He's going to know who is behind this shit. You know, it's not, he's been there for a year. He's had a year to gauge all, you know, everybody there and, you know, their tendencies and things like that. Um, but this is all over fucking Colt Cabana. Like, yeah, like, when's Colt Cabana meant anything? This is like, this is like fucking if Ric Flair back in the day said, I'm going to quit if you fire Randy Mulkey. I'm going to quit if you fire George South. I'm going to quit if you fire Bob Cook. Like who, like what the, what the fuck? Like nobody would give up their jobs or get all pissed off because some fucking enhancement talent is being released. <laughs> you know, fucking jobbers. I mean, that's what he's been. He's been there for two years. He's done nothing of significance. Nothing. Oh, he's really now. Uh, now, granted, every, wise, he hasn't done shit. But like, all he's ever really meant anything has been connected to Punk. Mm -hmm. Okay, so he vacated now, both the tag titles and the the, mm -hmm, the world title. So it's yeah. Punk's titles vacated, mm -hmm. but no yeah. one's everyone's keeping mom on what actually happened with Punk. Oh, uh, surprise, surprise! I want to say so. So let's let's continue to go over the, the, the timeline of shit. So yes. everybody is I'm sure everybody most people are aware of this shit. But most people are probably aware of this and of the timeline and everything like that. But there's the media Clear scrum. Clear up for a second. Clear up for us. Yeah. So there was the media scrum. Punk went off on the media because they had been, you know, spreading the cult fake cult cabana shit. He's like, yeah. I don't have He's like, I want nothing to do with Colt Cabana. I don't care where he eats, he sleeps, he shits, you know, whatever. He's like, I don't care. Um, that stuff was done and gone. We, I've been done with him for almost a decade. Which, I mean, what was it? 2014 when he was, this all went down. So it's two, it's been eight years. So yeah, whenever they both go It's almost been a decade. And he's like, I've really, honestly, he's like, I, I never wanted anything to do with him before then, but he... You know, Punk kind of saw, okay, well, he's got this decently popular podcast. You know, I can get my word out there about the WWE. Um, he's no longer there. You know, we, we, it, it kind of a joint venture. Um, they made a decent amount of money doing that. As he said, Scott Colton made a ton of money off him. So, yeah, exactly. Um, and so, you know, he went off on the media on that um, because they're the ones that's been spreading it. Um, they're the ones that have been perpetuating the nonsense and he was just telling them that it was bullshit. Yeah. Um, and you know, he said that the EVPs are probably the one that's spreading it. And oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that he's got good reason to believe that is the fucking case. Um, it's not just like that, that he thinks that there's this big conspiracy against him. I, I, I think punk's been in the wrestling business long enough that he knows certain types of people. Yeah, and what they're what they're capable of doing. 
Uh, oh, yeah. He's been I there. Mean, you only have to be around it for a certain amount of time to, right. to literally be able to look around and yeah. be like, yeah, they're not the kind of person I want to be around. <laughs> exactly. So, and then you've got, you know, he, he's been he's been there for what a year now. Um, so he's had a decent amount of time to gauge these people. Yeah, yeah, understand right. the people that they are. He's had plenty of time to read the fucking dirt sheets and all the shit's been said about him. Yeah. Um, you know, stuff like that. People saying, oh, there's these two camps. There's pro-punk and there's pro-elite. You know, that shit was being spread in, in the dirt sheets. And it's like, how's that shit getting out? It's getting out somehow. Yeah. I mean, somebody's saying that shit. It's not just dirt sheets just making it up. I mean, they're, somebody's leaking that shit to them. Yeah. So, <clears throat> and um, so he's having to sit around and all this shit keeps getting spilled. He's sitting around. It's sinking in. He's not saying anything about it. He's trying to ignore it, hoping maybe it'll go away. Um, but it's not. And then the incident with Hangman Page, you know, later on that that took place, you know, that that added into it. And he just got fucking fed up with it. He's, you know, like, hey, I don't need to fucking be here. You guys came to me. You know, you guys wanted me here. You guys came you and offered me. me. <laughs> yeah, you recruited me. I, I didn't, like, I wasn't seeking out a job with you. Like, he didn't yeah. come out and say that. But you know that's what he's thinking. So, I think the biggest thing to take from this is, and then, and then after all this is said and done, um, he plugs his little bakery and, and everything like that. You know, he's eating his little muffins and drinking his seltzer water and stuff like that at the table and plugs the bakery. And he leaves. Yeah. Well, shortly thereafter, supposedly is when this whole kerfuffle took place where um, and I have not seen anything else reported that contradicts this. Basically, the elite, so Kenny Omega and the Bucks, busted through his fucking locker room door, oh. started shit with him. Punk swung fists, I think hit Matt Jackson. Um, Ace Steel picked up a chair and threw it and hit Mac Jackson in the in the eye and knocked him the fuck out. I was and supposed then, to he bit the he bit Kenny Omega or yeah he he pulled Omega's Ace Steel pulled Omega's hair and bit him. <laughs> so Ace Steel was all over the fucking place. I think that guy's my new hero. Uh, yeah. So you know that that went on. So you have to look at this like. You're a person that is in that situation, okay? Yeah. You're sitting in your locker. You you've just went off on people because you're tired of the bullshit. You're tired of, you know, you know, millions of people reading these dirt sheets. You're tired of it. This stuff being nice. released. It's absolute bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's stressful on you. Um, you're having to deal with it and be asked about it probably constantly. Yeah. Um, whether it be with the media or you know other journalists. You know, emails, friends, family, you know, whatever. Um, I see you plug in your, your Etsy. <laughs> yeah, I only just realized how to do that. So, <laughs> but, um, so you're hearing all this and you go off on the media because they're the ones that's fucking spreading the shit. Yeah. Um, you mention some names, you tell them, you, you give them a big middle finger and say, fuck you. Um, basically and saying that your your piece is a shit you couldn't manage a target if you even tried i love um, that line 
that line was fucking great. Mm-hmm. But the, the, the my favorite line out of the whole thing was, "I'm tired, I'm old, I'm grumpy, and I work with fucking children." <laughs> so um, that was my favorite line. But yeah. Um, so and then you you go to your locker room. You, you think maybe you know you're trying to just all this shit sinking in. You're trying to get past the stress. The night's over with. You get to go back to the hotel. Yeah. You know, your your dog's with you. You're surrounded by your friends. You know, you're 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 just ready to get out and, and be done with it. Then you've got people that are ramming through your door because they're pissed off because you called them out for shit they're already fucking doing. <laughs> and they start a fight with you. They're executive vice presidents, by the way. So let's let's put yourself in another situation. You're at a company, okay? Not wrestling, just a regular company. Yeah, yeah. Just if an executive, vice if an executive vice president pounded through your fucking door, you have an office. They kicked your fucking door down. They barge in and start a physical fucking altercation with you. Yeah. That those people aren't going to be around. You can't hit exactly. your fucking employees. Yeah. A fucking you, HR you would take that shit down, like. Yeah, you you can't beat down people's doors and hit your employees and beat the shit out of them. You're you're held to a higher regard, you know. Um, even employees shouldn't be doing that with each other, right? Um, you know what I mean? Now, granted, this is wrestling; it's a different industry, it's a different business. Back in the day, yeah. um, and I'm sure even on that. the indies still, that you know, if you needed to solve something. Via physical altercation, you just you take it outside. Hit. Yeah, take you it take outside. it out back between each other. You between the two of you, not like. Yeah, so I think you know, putting yourself into that situation and all that, yeah. you know, how is CM Punk in the wrong about anything? Can anybody? I, I I've asked this question on numerous Facebook posts, forums, wherever, um, and, you know, messaging people or whatever. Tell me one thing that was wrong about what CM Punk said. One fucking thing. Exactly, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't can't name anything that he said that was wrong. Now, you could say, oh, well, he didn't have to do that. He didn't have to bash him publicly. All this shit's being said about him publicly. So yeah, all this shit is allowed to fucking be said about him, and he's not supposed to respond. Yeah, it's, like, it's always oh you you've got to let everyone else have their say, but no, you can't say these things. <laughs> yeah. So I just <laughs> there you go. You've proven any Kenny in the wrestling business is a whiny Cosby bitch. <laughs> well, that's true. So anyway, and, and there's there's uh there's a Kenny reference. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> No, uh, so I think the biggest thing to take from it is, is that, you know, I can understand a suspension, you know, like, okay, you're suspended for a month or whatever, suspended for a few weeks. The EVPs should be held to a higher standard. You're supposed to represent this company from the top to the fucking bottom. You're also talent. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you should be, should be held to a higher regard. There shouldn't be any executive vice presidents that beat down somebody's fucking door and start a physical altercation with them. I don't care what industry that you're fucking in. 
Um, and that's the problem. I don't think executive vice president should be talent on TV. I don't think that mm -hmm. they should be. Well, because it's like this the is booker, what this like is the shit that's gonna happen. Everyone complains about the booker being talent. It's like, well, surely other office guys shouldn't have that spot. Yeah. If they yeah, have an influence but, on that company uh, in a larger way, they shouldn't be in or on TV in a prominent position. Well, a booker, even if it is talent, um, if you, you know, call, let's say you do, you have a talent that is a booker, okay? Yeah you call them out or you do anything like that, they'll just fucking fire you. Okay? Exactly. They'll just say, pack your bags, get the fuck out. I don't want you here. Now, I, my biggest thing is, is that, um, about all of this is that one, Tony Khan should not be doing everything. You know, uh -huh. he's running the company. He shouldn't be doing the booking. He shouldn't be doing talent relation. Yeah. You know, he's doing fucking everything. Now yeah. he's tried to divvy this off on people. Um, I don't think it's worked very well. Um, right. And it's all on talent. Like, quit giving shit to fucking talent that is on TV. Let the talent on TV worry about being talent on TV. Give it to people exactly. that aren't, that are retired, work behind the scenes as agents, you know, things like that. Um, I That's one thing that's a problem there. But yeah, I think the other thing that's a problem there is that there's just no control over the locker room at all. Um, right. There's just none. And that's all I've heard there is, oh, we go to AEW because we got creative freedom. Well, that's the fucking problem. That's too one much of the problems freedom. too. Yeah, yeah too there's much too freedom much freedom. <laughs> um, you know, that was always the gripe about WCW was the lunatics are running the asylum. So exactly. uh, I feel like... Real quick, uh, let's answer this. David Melbourne says, uh, why is it that Punk has a problem in every locker room? I don't think Punk has a problem in every locker room. I think he's got, I think he is a very vocal person. So if, for example, you're fucking with him, he's yeah. going to say, hey, motherfucker, you're fucking with me and I don't like it. And what happens is those people that are fucking with him uh, end up getting three, two, three, four, five other people involved. Like it's a fucking high school click. Yeah. And then it turns into this big thing where it's, you know, five on one. And, oh, well, you know, we're, we need more because there's five of us here. You know, I, I dealt with that shit in the indies. AEW is like, and I said this from the beginning, they're like a giant fucking indie fed mm -hmm. that is ran by a billionaire. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's all they are. You're not um, the only one saying that either. <laughs> No, that, that's exactly what they are. I've said that from the beginning. That I mean, everything they do reeks of indies. And, and yeah. don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with some some parts of the indies. I worked on the indies. I, I yeah. you know, I enjoyed what I did for the most part. But there are major things that are a part of the indies that you can see plain as day in AEW. Um, most Bad specifically, habits. yeah, Bad Habits fucking like no don't get me wrong regardless if it's indies or not you know everybody's got egos when it comes to mm -hmm. professional wrestling there's, there's mm -hmm. some sort of egos oh yeah um but there's a difference between people that can check those egos and be professional and then those that continue the egos because this is all they fucking know and this is yeah this is what what is you know this is pro wrestling is them and that's 
you know, uh, pro wrestling is the only thing that makes them popular. Like I dealt with this shit in the Indies and I think we've talked about this before. Oh yeah. Um, where people will be absolutely fucking awful to work with on the Indies, start shit with you mouth off, you know, all kinds of other shit. Um, and it's because when they're working that show, that yeah. is the only time that they're important in their lives. Uh, it's the only time that they matter to someone, to anyone else in their <laughs> lives. Like they oh, yeah. probably got a shit job or they don't work or, you know, their family has left them. They're divorced. They do fucking drugs. It's, it's a, a huge, you know, group of shit that could be wrong with these people in their daily lives. But once right. they get into that ring and it's part, you know, that's that moment they can't, they can't get past it and they will make yeah. other people's lives miserable around them to maintain that. It, so uh, try, yeah. Yeah. A misery loving company kind of thing, like trying yeah, to bring and, everyone else down. And they can't get past the high school-esque drama about shit. Like it's, yeah. you know, shit I dealt with when I was in high school, like, you know, people just bullying and ganging up on you just for the sheer fucking hell of it, because they like to see, you know, they like to see other people fucking suffer or be miserable or whatever because they are in their daily lives or, you know, whatever. Um, right. You know, that I, I dealt with that shit constantly. Uh, I'll give yeah. you some prime, I'll give you some prime examples. I'm not going to mention names. Yeah. Um, but I dealt with, you know, one time, I mean, I became good friends with the guy eventually, but uh, I, this is, this is my fault and I should have never fucking done this. I dated a ring or dated a rat. Okay. Never fucking do that. Never fucking do that. Anyway, uh, I dated a rat. Well, one of the guys that I enjoyed working with that I that I worked with, um, and I was working with, and actually in a program with, he convinced her that she would be great as a valet or a fucking uh, a girl wrestler. Yeah. The problem is, is that she was older than I was. She was three or four years older than me. And she had back issues, oh, uh, and all kinds of other fucking ailments and shit that were that was wrong with her. So I told her, I said, I don't want you doing this shit. I said, I don't want you involved with it. Um, yeah, everyone dated a rat, <laughs> but um, but uh, and I told her I didn't want to do this, and, and then she got pissed off at me. Told him he got pissed off at me. Then it went all the way up, and then he got like three or four other fucking people pissed off at me because I said this. And um, then it turned into I said a whole bunch of shit I never said. I did a whole bunch of shit I never said uh, or never did. Uh, I had one guy that just wanted to see somebody fucking fight, basically say, oh, I was waiting outside this room, listening to what was being said, and, you know, just made up a whole bunch of shit. Um, and then he came in wanting to fucking fight me. Yeah. And he probably would have kicked my ass. And that, you know, I was, that was fine, but I wasn't going to fucking back down from it. Um, he slapped me in the fucking face one time and I got up and grabbed him by the fucking chest and shit like that. He'd draw back and he's getting ready to punch me and a whole bunch of people inter intervened or whatever and, and got in the middle of it. Um, that's one example of high school fucking bullshit that I had to fucking deal with. Um, Eventually that came to pass. We apologized, uh, you know, shit like that. We let bygones be bygones. Um, 
but uh as far as well eric eric is is um definitely the anti cm punk guy in here yeah well whatever <laughs> name me a, just here here's the biggest thing cm punk drew aw their first million dollar house cm punk drew them consistent 1 million viewers for quite a while and he when he came back he was drawing 1 million viewers can anybody say that about the omegas or fucking uh, the omega and the bucks are they are they drawing no, i mean i just i just saw recently a rundown of the ratings per match and like Kenny omega's return had 200,000 less viewers than the segment before it. So exactly. I, my biggest thing is that like, I want, I want wrestling to be fucking great. I want it to, you know, be popular. I want it to garner a lot of money. I want to give more people places to work. You know, I'm all about that shit, but let's be real about stuff. I mean, CM Punk is one of the first draws <laughs> they've ever fucking had. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But he's one of the first draws they've ever fucking had. Period. Uh, he's the only one that I could sit down and watch a match with that from start to finish seemed logical, was full of psychology. You yeah. know, they told a story in the fucking ring. Um I could get behind all every program that he was involved with, especially MJF. God, it was fucking great. I could get behind that. But yeah, name me something that you could get behind that was Kenny Omega and the Bucks. I mean, name me something. I've never like besides connected. besides you reading that that Dave Meltzer said, "Oh, this this match was fantastic, fifteen stars." Yeah, like I've never connected with the Young Bucks. I got behind Kenny when he got injured and left the show. <laughs> yeah, there you go. She got yeah. behind Kenny when he got injured and left the show. I've never understood the appeal for these these guys. I I don't get it. See, like I like I've heard people talking about them for years and New Japan and all this stuff. Like I've never got it. I saw the Bucks when they were in TNA as Generation Me. See, and they were fucking awful. Like Eric, and then they um, went to, and then they went to ROH. Um, but yeah, uh, he's, yeah. I mean, that's all they do is slap their fucking thighs for everything. Yeah, as far as their kicks and shit. Um, yeah, Kenny, look, I've never been able to get behind the Bucks. Kenny, I've never been able to connect with that whole thing when they started doing Impact and AEW working together. Yeah. That was kind of cool. But that was kind of cool as a concept. I didn't give a shit about Kenny Omega. The only time that I've remotely had a cross thought of, oh, Kenny Omega could be quite cool, was when Chris Boland used to say to me, oh, Kenny Omega, New Japan, blah, 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 trying to say how great they were. And it always went over my head. But I always had that second thought. Yeah. Uh, maybe I should listen. But I didn't. I didn't. But it was still always that second thought. Yeah, I don't. And this is not like I'm not taking personal shots at the Bucks or you know, and yeah. I just I don't get it. Like I don't I don't get the appeal. I, I I don't get it. What is the appeal behind 15 fucking super kicks in a goddamn match? Every match. Yeah, I hate if the super kick because match, of them. <laughs> it's the same match every match. Yeah. 
same match. They have the same referee for every match. I, I just, I don't, I don't get it. Like, are we past it's, we're now in what year three of AEW. Uh, what, yes. What is the, so they've been there for three years. Is it safe to say that Kenny Omega and the Bucks aren't draws? I mean, yeah. When are safe. they going to be? Well, you know, I mean, haven't the ratings gone down? Like, haven't they not topped that first? Um, wasn't the first couple of shows where they had like um, over a million? Haven't they never? They've never topped that. Am I right in thinking, or am I wrong? Yeah, I don't think. I think for the first year, maybe nine months to a year, uh, yeah. there was a honeymoon phase with the Bucks and Kenny Omega. Okay. And they probably got semi-decent ratings and stuff. I don't know. I'd have to go back and look at it. Yeah. But over the past two years, and I know Omega's been out for a while, but even his return didn't garner a ton of views. I mean, they actually went down from the previous segment. And everybody knew he was going to fucking be there. Um, so I just don't I don't get the appeal. I don't understand any of it. Yeah. Like I understand. I don't know. I just, it just doesn't ring to me. Like there's no psychology behind anything. It's just doing moves to do moves, uh, seeing who can, you know, perform the best gymnastics routines. I just, I don't, I don't get it. I really don't. Here's, here's, here's the thing about the EVPs, right? And ratings is yeah. in any other job when, you know, it's a performance based thing. If you're not performing, and, and this would probably apply to other TV shows as well. You would think that, okay, they're EVPs. You'd think someone in a prominent position like theirs or various others, that if they're not performing, if the ratings aren't going where they are, one or other things, they're not drawing, they're not making money. You'd think, okay, do we need to reconsider this person's position? Or do we need to reconsider, are they really a benefit to my company? Right. Yeah, I mean, I just, I mean, and that, and see, Eric, that's, you're right, okay? When Sting debuted in AEW, the shock and awe of Sting debuting in AEW, the yeah. guy's 60 years old. Uh -huh. He's 60 years old, and uh, granted, I love Sting. Sting was a part of my childhood. But if all the shock and awe that you get from this is that Sting is debuting at 60 fucking years old. There's something wrong. Yeah. There's something wrong with it. Um, So, I mean, I don't know. I, I try to keep up with all the, like, I don't watch every fucking week. Um, I just can't. Yeah. Um, but I mean, CM Punk drew a million viewers to rampage, which is their second fucking show. With a no million. notice as well. Or with no, yeah, notice. With no notice. I mean, people kind of knew that he was probably going to be there. Yeah. But a million viewers to their second show. Exactly. They've never got that since. Never. Yeah. They, they've not gotten even close to a million viewers since. Um. So, and like I said, he he drew their first million dollar fucking house. Yeah. Um. You know the the increases of buys and shit on pay per views. I mean that shit matters. This is a business. They're trying to make yeah. some money. Um, so you have to look at it, that aspect. Yeah. I don't, yeah. Should he have probably went off? I'm sure that he probably regretted later on. Okay. Maybe I just should have just, 
you know, approached them and done something better. Okay. But at the same time, when is enough enough? Like when, when do you stop putting up with shit? Exactly. And give people a dose of their own fucking medicine. Um, you know, you had, you, you yourself had to deal with some fucking clown going around and stalking you and going around saying shit about you on Facebook and Twitter and fucking, you know, and other shows feeds and fucking, you'd had to block 50 of his accounts on, on here. You yourself had to do that shit. I mean, I'm sure at times you were like, oh, maybe I should just keep my mouth shut. But there were many of times where you fucking just blasted this guy. So, you know, at some point in time, you have to. You can't just continue to keep your mouth shut and allow the abuse to happen. Exactly. Eventually, you have to to say something. Um, I like like Evie's point here um, about liking how they paired Jake Roberts with, um, uh, what's his name, Um, Lance Archer um that was a good idea but they fucked that up too like yeah it seems like every good thing that they've had there it's literally like okay all right good 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 and fucked up it's just like yeah so i think the biggest thing about AEW is is that they've got some decent talent okay yeah there's there's no denying that they've got some decent talent now they have to beat the fucking indie out of them Mm-hmm. But they've got some decent talent. Um, they need to get rid of the comedy shit. Like comedy's okay every once in a while. I'm over the Orange Cassidy shit. Like I, the Orange Cassidy stuff was funny the first six months. Yeah. After that, it's not funny anymore. He does the same shit every goddamn match. Um, the same routine. It it's unappealing. Like just cycle the comedy shit out. It's okay to do every once in a while. You know, we always had fucking Al Snow and Head and, you know, all kinds of other shit in the WWE, Blue Meanie. You know, we always had that shit. Um, And you still have it there. But comedy is good in small doses in wrestling. It's not good when it takes up a good portion of your show. Um, Yeah, a moderation. Because these people aren't comedians. These people aren't, they're not comedians. This is not what they do for a fucking living. It's not, Mm -hmm. they're not comedians. (laughs) So, uh, you know, um, it's why unfunny people don't last in comedy. You know, they get fucking thrown out. So my biggest thing is that there's no, so you'll start a fucking feud. The storyline goes, it's kind of all over the place. It looks like some fucking guy on, I mean, maybe he does have it. I don't know. Maybe Tony Khan does have fucking ADHD or or whatever. Uh, It looks like everything's just all over the place. Like, yeah, 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 you know, yeah, yeah. One, one day it's here, next day it's there. It's just all over the place. And then it just drops off. And there's no logical conclusion. There's plot holes everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, none of it makes any fucking sense. And they don't tell stories in the ring because, like I said, they're very indie-rific. So um, that's my biggest gripe about it. Uh, I'm not griping about any of their talent. I think they got great talent. It's just Tony Khan needs to give up booking now he could be part of a committee so <laughs> that's true uh he could be part of a committee but he doesn't need to be doing all of the booking <laughs> taco on a table match i like that <laughs> <laughs> well here's his like you, you said about plot holes something as simple as um anna jay joined the jericho appreciation society nothing 
like nothing connected to the fact that she was uh yeah she's just there yeah nothing connected (laughs) no like oh the dark order uh so sad and it's like something simple like that you connect the dots okay you know start having the dark order against the um the less the the jericho appreciation society guys whose names i do not remember but the ones who aren't jericho sammy or jake hager yeah the the other two guys have them face them you've at least got a storyline there from turning her heel but no nothing like you just (coughs) i get it the dark order are kind of just pushed to the side because you know we've got 20 guys who mean nothing since brody died and yeah like because Colt Cabana's there. <laughs> yeah, they were they were out. heels. They were mm-hmm. heels, and then just suddenly they were comedic baby faces. Like, and now they're associated with Adam Page. It's like Adam Page's whole fucking thing there was just it made no sense. Like he was a drunk, and then he befriended some fucking buffoons, and then he went away. And then he came back and won the title. I mean, that's that. that what, what kind of fucking story is that? That doesn't even make any sense. Like, I, I've never gotten Adam Adam Page. I've never. I don't. Understood. I don't get the appeal. I've never it. understood I don't get it the hype. Yeah, it's like I don't get it. He's not uh, a fu- like he calls him. Basically, he's he's trying to be a cowboy. Okay. And the other day, he wore fucking like jeans with fucking yellow flowers on them. <laughs> like, if that dude's a fucking cowboy, like I. I, there's nothing about this dude that's a fucking cowboy. Like, when I see right. him, I don't think of the fucking blackjacks. You know what I mean? When I see him, exactly. I don't think of fucking Bradshaw. I don't even look at him and think Woody from Toy Story. Yeah, I mean, I don't get the appeal. I, I really don't. Like, a lot of these guys, I don't get the appeal for them. Um, yeah. You know, the Dark, Order, the, the Dark Order thing was just a bunch of fucking, like, Guys, they scrapped off the indie heat pile, threw them in there, and just like to create a mob or something. I don't, and then I don't understand it. And they're just supposed to be led by, by Brody, but okay. Dark Order is the biggest missed opportunity that has ever happened because they had something special when it was a cult yeah i i get the i get the um the bad smell to it of just being oh you know a bunch of indie guys but yeah. that cult feel when they first tried to get adam uh, page into it that was brilliant when brody right. was still alive i get it when he died they had to turn them face they can't they can't um you know hate the people who were just surrounded it the uh-huh. guy who's just died but that whole cult thing, you know, they should have either gone and gotten a Bray Wyatt or someone where they can fit that cult leader. Even they had their agreement with Impact. Fucking get Eric Young, who was doing his heel group in Impact. Put someone in that role. Even get the fucking kid. The kid who, yeah, I get it. You know, they're just giving him a spot because his dad died make that a serious thing make him a fucking uh, a mob leader that will one day grow up to be someone in that company get someone in that role carry on that heel group that could have been something but instead it turned into the joke that everyone sees now 
Yeah, and Tony Khan's in a very, very bad predicament right now because He's been in a bad I just read I just read that Malachi Black got released. Yes. So uh, he got released today. Uh, you got this shit that went down with Punk and the Elite and all that shit. Yeah. Um, my guess is, is that Punk's gone. I, I think he's probably mm -hmm. gone. Mm -hmm. um, and that's that's fine. Whatever. Um, to dress that he is trouble in every locker room. I don't. I don't think that he is. I think that he allows shit to go on, and it yeah. builds up, and it builds up, and it builds up, and he fucking explodes over it. Yeah. Which I mean, I'm the same fucking way. Like I will tolerate a lot of shit, and then I get fucking fed up with it, and I will say something about it. But, well, let me address. Uh, let me address DJ uh, DJ Eric here real quick. Um, yeah. That uh, that didn't last long, Eric, because they put them back together almost immediately, <laughs> and that made no sense. It's like, yeah. okay, so he's with Christian now. Oh wait, a week later, no, he's back with Jungle Boy. That yeah. made no sense. If you're no, gonna turn no him sense. heel. Take the fucking mask off. Yeah. Well, and I mean, you know, Kenny Omega is supposed to be ahead of the, the women's division. Mm -hmm. uh, and the Bucks are supposed to be ahead of the tag team division. Now, the both Bucks suck. Both, both the Bucks suck. Yeah. Well, the Bucks specifically, if there is a tag team um, that would overshadow them, they want yeah. nothing to do with them. So... Mm -hmm. They will purposely keep them down and keep them off TV so that way that doesn't happen. For example, yeah. FTR. FTR mm -hmm. is a prime example. The entire fucking if you hear the crowd when FTR comes out, you'll understand what's going yeah. on there. Um now another uh tag team that would make instant splashes that would be Fucking unbelievable in AEW, but it'll never fucking happen because I think the Bucks are afraid of them. Are the Briscoes, <laughs> and so, and I'm not saying this because Cornette likes these guys. I'm saying yeah. them because they're legit fucking tag teams. They may be the only two legit tag teams that are on the fucking market right now that are that are in wrestling. Yes, um, that are like old school fucking tag teams. Tag team yet, wise, I'll tell you who I like, um, and I, I can honestly say I've not seen one match of theirs. And if I have, I've zoned out because I don't give a shit about wrestling. Like, you know, I said, I think I said this to to Evie the other day, where I was like, you know, in the broader sense, no one really gives a shit about a wrestling match. Yeah, there's the occasional person who does, but in the in the long run, you're wanting to know, you know, who won. You don't give a yeah. shit about, oh, what happened in between? So I tell you who I really like in the tag team division. That's the acclaimed. Uh, no, not once have I watched yeah, anything not past bad. the fucking entrance, like the rap, the, the dude doing the rap yeah. and thingy doing the scissor me daddy ass thing. Mm -hmm. That shit's funny. But yeah, I, it's never, great. I don't give a shit about the entrance. So tag team wise, I say I don't give a fuck about Keith Lee and, and Shane Strickland. Push those nobody two gives a fuck about them, but that's why the Bucks put the titles on them because nobody does give a fuck about them, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they know that it'll be an easy swipe. Yeah, um, it'll be easy to fucking just take the titles off them, off them, it, 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 because it means fucking nothing. Exactly. So <clears throat> you could see that there's definite bias there. They're running the tag team division like it's, you know, it, it's just it, it's shit. 
It's shit. Yeah. Uh, the women's division, um, you've got Serena Deeb that is a fucking just fucking great talent. Um, exactly. You've got Thunder Rosa that's a great talent, but I feel like she's going through the same shit that Punk's going through. Mm -hmm. um, she's probably not helped her case because she is probably she has injured some some women. But I think a lot of that has to do with you got a lot of young, inexperienced women in that division um, that are in there and don't know what the fuck they're doing. Um, now, uh, you got Jade Cargill, uh, which I don't, I don't understand any of that either. Uh, I understand that she looks like a monster compared to all the rest of the girls. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. Like, I can and understand she was that part. with uh, Shaq. But so she's not being, she's not. Yeah, but she's not being pushed like that. Yeah. She's not being pushed like that. She has the fucking the TBS belt. Mm -hmm. Like, not the women's. Well, who has the main women's one? Uh, I think it's Tony Storm. She's the interim champ. So this is another we're gonna oh, yeah. get on this fucking thing. Yeah. So every time that somebody gets injured or somebody gets suspended interim. or whatever, mm -hmm. there's interim champions. Like just just can we just say that it gets forfeited mm -hmm. if they're not there for a certain period of fucking time, the title gets forfeited and you have a battle Royal or you have a fucking tournament or whatever to determine the winner. Why does there have to be interim champions for fucking every goddamn title? Uh, and then when they, when they have the chance to meet and do something special, nothing ever happens with it. It's all, yeah. You know, like the, it, I don't know. I don't, under, I don't understand that shit. Well, I think it's because UFC does it. UFC does that. It's literally uh, because UFC do it and we want to be a real sport. We, we've yeah. got to do the whole interim thing as well. It's like, come on. Like yeah, once, you don't... maybe once every once in a while, like yeah. I could understand, well, even punk situation, you know, um, that was ridiculous because of how quickly he came back. Right. But, you know, someone like, um, let's say Thunder Rosa is out for a long time. You know, you've got a decision where you say, do we have a vacating the title situation or do we do the interim thing? Don't do that every time your champion's injured. That just gets like. Right. That gets to be too much. Yeah, I'm just looking to see if there's like any information on the world champion thing. Yeah, yeah, there's a tournament. I mean, this is how on their world championship level, this is how thin they are on on the world championship level. Yeah. Hangman Page, Brian Danielson, which I like Brian Danielson. Um yeah. Sammy Guevara. Darby Allen, which weighs a buck fifty. Uh John Moxley, every time that he moves, he bleeds. <laughs> And Chris Jericho that's fucking in his mid-50s. And for whatever reason, Chris Jericho and John Moxley get buys. That's... Like, why? Why do they get buys? Like, what? Yeah. Why? All right. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't I don't fucking understand it. Uh, okay, I've got, I've got something for you, Dickon. All right. And so we'll take 
One, two, three, four, five, six. One guy posted those? on face. One guy posted on Facebook about this tournament. He said, "Look at this stupid shit." <laughs> right, I got an idea. I got an idea. So we take all six of them. So we take and and we'll wrap it up after this because um, it's it's getting late for me. I'm still in UK time, <laughs> but we got six names, and we'll do this again at some point because I do want to do a dedicated wrestling show, and I feel you're the the best uh, the best fit for it. And we always did say we'd do more of these. So so we take these six names, and you tell me, and we'll, we'll do a we'll both agree on whether they stay or not. And then we'll replace them with someone else on the on the roster because there's all of these fucking names on the roster where you know someone can fill that void. Someone yeah. more deserving, someone better can fill that void. So are we in agreement? Hangman Page does not stay in this fucking tournament. I he probably fucking will now. I, I'm just I, I know, I'm just I saying know, I have we're, a feeling we're that replacing that. I have a feeling. He's going to beat Brian Danielson because Danielson, yeah. since he's been at AEW, he's lost to fucking everybody. Yeah. So, which is a fucking shame because he is so great. And yeah. if you put the championship on him, he could carry your company for a while. Um, I have a feeling that he's got Paige is going to face Jericho. Jericho is going to fucking win. So you're going to have Jericho in the final. Uh, and then, I have a feeling that probably it's going to be. I want to. I don't know between Sammy and Darby. I'd have to probably say. Probably Darby. Okay. And then they're going to have this fuck because both. Here's the reason I say this because John Moxley is fucking. He wants to have these goddamn hardcore extreme fucking matches and shit. Yep. And I have a feeling that it's going to be John Moxley versus Darby Allen in one of them goddamn matches. All right. Well, his his two and everybody's things. going to fucking bleed everywhere, and you know it's <laughs> not going to mean a goddamn thing. So, here's two things, Dickon. First, first one, you've kind of just given me an idea as far as John Moxley goes. With them always wanting to give uh, a new championship every ten minutes. Uh, and the fact that they're so uh, willing to hire all of these indies, I don't know why they don't have a hardcore or a deathmatch division. Look at how they'd have a place for John Moxley, um, Eddie Kingston, and people of that ilk where they could then highlight that style of wrestling on a... Um, <laughs> what Schmidt said... Hey, it's a show where Harry has a co-host that's not laying in a coffin the whole show. <laughs> You're very funny. Uh, I want a, uh, I want a barbed wire exploding death match against TGHB. That's not happening. My brain's in no condition for that. But well, um, but yeah, no. So they should have a death match division. Then there's so many death match wrestlers out there that they can go and get to fill that division. Then you've got another hour of TV you can fill up. But the other thing I was going to say is I feel like how many fucking times they've given John Moxley the title in the past month. Look, you got Jericho, you got John Moxley. I feel like they've been given a bye for a reason because they'll be in the final. It'll be between the two of them. But see, here's what I here's what I don't understand. This tournament's going on and MJF just returned. Why is MJF yeah. not in this? Because he won the thing the other night, didn't he? Yeah, so I guess maybe he's going to challenge the winner of this tournament. I mean, oh, probably, I don't. Yeah. The only thing I, 
I hope it's not another one where he does with Chris Jericho. Jericho has not does not have a very good. He every time that he gets involved with a young talent, it's good at this company. Everything turns to shit. <laughs> so I I I'm tired of I don't want to see Chris Jericho anymore. I really don't. I'm tired of seeing him. Who knows? Um, you might might soon uh, <laughs> soon he may go elsewhere, but who knows? Maybe I, I just time. I'm I'm tired of seeing him, and I can't definitely can't stand him on commentary because all he does is yell. So saying that, saying that real quick, there's a guy on commentary on Raw. I think it. I don't remember his name, but I swear he sounds just like Jericho. And I I almost thought that hearing him when they started putting Jericho on commentary on AEW. It was almost like they said, all right, let's get someone who sounds just like Jericho yeah. to kind of flip them off. <laughs> but, yeah, um, I, I'm, not, I'm not that excited about what I just saw there. So, um, well, I mean, at some point in time, you have to elevate other talent. Um, no, I'm with you on that. Just... Darby Allen's been there for three years. He's done the same yeah. fucking routine, the same shtick, the same, you know, I'm a daredevil. I fly off of everywhere and I do yeah. back, you know, all that shit. Um, I'm with Sting. You know, that, that's been like that for the Sting part, at least two years now. It's yeah. been like that for three years in AEW with him. Um, Chris Jericho, it's been the same fucking shtick, uh, you know, with him. Hangman Adam Page. I don't know what the fuck he is. So I don't really know what... It's been the same shtick, but it's nothing to get excited about. Um, yeah. Then John Moxley. It's, you know, every time you look at him wrong, he bleeds. So, uh, you know, I just... There's nothing to be excited there. But, I mean, Brian Danielson is the only one in that tournament that I feel like would make a good champion because I've seen him in WWE. I know what he can do. Yeah. But they've made him lose to fucking Daniel Garcia. Yeah, well, I'm looking through. I mean, I'm I just through the roster page. I'm looking through the roster page, and I'm seeing people like Andrade, who could be in that. Brian Pillman, if you didn't have him in a ridiculous fucking tag team, you could have him. That they do nothing with because. It's again, it's the Bucks running it. Yeah, can, and that's the other thing. Um, the girl that they had with them, and then she went off with the House of Black. Nothing there. The so, House of Black's going to be nothing now. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's I, gone. I had, perfect, I had the perfect idea earlier on. Merge them with the uh, Dark Order. Yeah, now they'll be that. They'll be the the House of. They'll be the House of Dark Order. It, exactly, but. <laughs> Uh, so they'll the just merge them, together mix the two of them you've got something but literally going down the list Brody King obviously from the House of Black do something with him put him in that fucking tournament Christian mm -hmm. and fucking Christian and Jungle Boy and again many of you have decided the fucking Jungle Boy name is dumb the Jungle Boy name is dumb just call him Jack Perry come on but yeah, Christian. Yeah, and it's pretty stupid. I think uh, so. You've got Hook too. Yeah, um, but he's got this FTW title that means fucking nothing. Mm -hmm. It means nothing. It's a title that's been around since the fucking late nineties. It yep. means nothing. 
Uh-huh. That's what I, I mean. It, it has no meaning. It's just he carries around this fucking this metal on his shoulder. It means nothing. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so like, carrying on. You got Ricky list. Starks. What's wrong? What's wrong with Ricky Stark? Exactly. What's wrong with Powerhouse Hobbs? But here's here's the why other aren't thing. those guys in the tournament? Here's the other thing. If you have suspended or fired or punks taken his ball and gone home, what better way to actually make Cole Cabana mean something than bring him in then? Yeah. Even then, uh, just to if go if like punk so wrong. Punk. If Punk was so wrong and Cole yeah. needed defended so bad, why is he not in this tournament? Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know? But literally, so, there's all of these people that they could have had in, but instead. They go to the Jericho, Moxley, Daniel Bryan, Hangman Page. Well, it's, it's all like... drawn out, boring people that I, I mean, I know there's people in there. There's fans that love John Moxley. I don't I don't get that either. Yeah. I've never fucking liked the guy. Um, I didn't like him when he was in WWE. I don't care for him now. Um, yeah. He just does not appeal to me and he appeals less to me. When he does every match, Definitely. he fucking bleeds. Yeah, every match he bleeds. It means it doesn't. When you bleed that much, it means less. Yeah, you you've got to make where you bleed mean something. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you're just. Exactly. Otherwise, you have thin skin. <laughs> that's basically, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, I, you know, I, that's that's old school me talking. That's what I was always taught, and that's what I was always what I grew up on. Well, remove what you were taught. It's also common sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But anyway. But yeah, I, I don't have really, really much more to say about the CM Punk situation. I, I don't, I don't want to say I'm like pro punk or anti elite or vice versa. <laughs> I don't want to say I'm anything like that. I'm yeah. just going on what makes sense. Like exactly. You know, I mean, there's the guy had to put up with a fucking ton of shit. Yeah. Put up with a ton of shit from the media, you know, people talking behind his backs. Yeah. You get that in wrestling no matter what. So exactly. you just have to watch what you say and watch who you hang around and, you yeah. know, things like that. So uh, he's well aware of that he's been in the business for a long time. Uh, mm-hmm. He's, you know, he's been in AEW for a year now. So he's well aware of all that. But yeah. he's had to tolerate a lot of shit. Uh, he tolerated with somebody fucking going into the business for themselves. And trying to shoot on him on live TV, yeah. Um, with him standing right there, he had to fucking tolerate that. So, you know, I, I don't, I don't blame him for what for doing what he did. Now, is it possibly the absolute best way to handle things? Probably not. But I don't know how else you handle it at this point. You're talking about people that are affecting your your means of living basically yeah, running exactly. a business. So at some point in time, Tony Khan needs to grow a set of nuts and fucking do something about it, which I yeah. don't even know if he's really doing it here. Like, I don't see this as, Oh, we stripped the title. Let's have another tournament. Let's have other, inter-. you know, I don't like if it were me, I would have made a whole fucking program out of this shit because you know, real life situations make the fucking best stories. 
Exactly. So why not turn this whole thing into an angle? (laughs) I would have said, you know what? I'm fucking pissed at all of you. You're stripped of your EVP titles, and you're all going into a fucking program right now. Yeah. Punk, you don't like them? Big fucking deal. You're in a program with them now. Mm -hmm. And you all will hash this shit out in the fucking ring. This will be fucking solved. Yeah. Let uh, him get in the fucking ring and be fucking stiff with each other. Exactly. You know, that's the way but he that has Dixie Carter syndrome, um, Rob. So, oh, I know happen. that he does. Uh, well, <laughs> I I knew he was exactly like Dixie Carter when every signing is this big fucking deal. I've signed this big free agent. Oh, mm-hmm. like you. And the biggest signed, announcement of all time is coming up. And yeah, the that. biggest announcement of all time, the biggest signing of all time. Mm-hmm. You know. He's exactly like Dixie Carter with that shit. He did that shit one time, and it was Christian Cage. Now, don't get me wrong. I like Christian Cage. Yeah. But you're coming out and saying this is one of the biggest signings ever. And it's Christian. Christian Cage. (laughs) Like, talk about deflating. Like, here we are thinking it's punk or it's fucking uh, fucking Cena or, you know, uh, maybe he went out and he signed The Rock for a short deal. You know, here's... Because that's still possible. You'd have to have a lot of fucking money but exactly. to do that. Um, but, you know, here's people making all these speculations, and it's Christian Cage. Like, <laughs> they talk about deflating. I mean, but that's what it was like with Dixie Carter. She mm-hmm. did one thing one time. We've made this huge signing. It's Tommy Dreamer. It's like, all right. <laughs> you know, what do you, I mean, like... <laughs> So, yeah, no, I, I, I agree. He's like Dixie Carter 2.0. Mm-hmm. I think he's a little bit better um, than what she is. But the problem with him, at least Dixie allowed other people to book. Exactly. Um, mm-hmm. He does not want to relinquish that. He wants to book everything on every show, um, and he allows too many people to have fucking input. Um, he does. That really shouldn't. That really should not be anywhere near the fucking books. So, um, I don't know. I don't see things improving. I see them getting worse before they improve again. I see ratings dipping quite a bit again. I would ex- fully expect that Dynamite will probably be in the 500,000 to 600,000 range for, you know, as far as viewership. Um, yeah. From this point forward, I don't see anybody there really moving the needle. Um, at all, of course. unless for whatever reason he decides to bring Punk back in the middle of this fucking tournament. I don't. I don't think he's coming back, Dickon. Yeah, I don't, I don't think, he's, think coming he's coming back. But yeah. if he did, let's say Punk comes back and he challenges the person at the end of the tournament and says, "I never lost my title. You know, I never, I never lost. Nobody ever pinned me to lose my title, and yeah. then ends up facing the winner of that." That would be decent. Um, I don't see it happening, but yeah. I see well, us being underwhelmed. I see everything being underwhelming for the most oh, part. Oh, it's, it's absolutely going to be underwhelming. But uh, Especially with can... now everything with WWE is yeah. now being ran by Triple H. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So the tables have turned. Tables have turned. So, but uh, think, things in this house are run by Evie, and uh, I feel like I need to give her a little bit of my time tonight, Dickens. So right. uh, we'll call this a part two in a in a few weeks, and we'll see how things pick up. But um, yeah, 
you uh, enjoy the rest of the night shining your bald head. And um, <laughs> I'm just kidding, Dickin. Uh, you go and say, uh, I do say dishes. good day, and I'll say I'll bid you adieu. Yeah.